Spout Lore is made possible by contributions from our listeners. If you'd like to support us, go to patreon.com slash spoutlore. Okay, does anyone have a request for a song? Mm-hmm. Spice uh, Girls. Spice Girls? Yeah, yeah. the same vein. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell me what you want, what you really, really want. I'll tell you what I want. We came to town. We went and saw the boat that was the clear water. We saw some guys unloading food. And that's when we came up with a stupid plan. What? Wait. We dressed up as a kid and another horse. We were, we were, we were, we were really, 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 really fancy. Better dress up as horse. <laughs> you can be the back end. I will be the front. If you want to be a disguise, you have got to be. You've got to be. You could be two kids. About that, and you met that guy Greg. He came down the boat and plank and said, "Who are you?" You said, "I'm the son of this town's mayor." And he said, you're not, and stop lying to me. Then he gave you a thing, meet him at a bar. Then he went to the bar and you saw the centaur. <laughs> that was good. Then you fought the centaurs in the alley, and yeah. When we stole the pouches full of money, we also found a thing like a potion. We found something else. It was a diary, and also Vink got some coins. Yeah. Oh God, this is a rap part now. I gotta be really fast. A guy that gave you some sauce. His name is Rasmus, and he's really, really old. And Greg came back, and he said, "Hey, who the fuck? Who the fuck are you? God, somebody fucking help me!" He made a storm, and we're really, really mad. Hey, come back to the. Principalities, we're gonna arrest you. Maggie's gonna talk to you guys over here. Here in the clamshell at the break of dawn. You guys meet the menders. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta, guys meet the menders. Maggie's coming down, she's gonna be mad. Maggie's coming down, she's gonna be mad. Maggie's coming down, she's gonna be real mad. And bring me some more popcorn shrimp. <laughs> My good man. All right, man, this these recap songs are really helping me out. They're pretty great. good. Okay. Should we do the opening theme or go straight into it? Right into the theme, baby. Okay. Tell you a tale of three heroes, noble and bold. A brute, a druid, and a thief who is but nine years old. You know them by name, you know them by deed. Their quests are famously daring. So here I sit, singing to you an adventure that is worth sharing. Tuck is the brute, he knows not his home, he loves to sing and fight. Fingers half elf, he shifts his shape and wields his spear with great pride. Billy's a thief, his tiny size does mask the largest heart. Best and brightest they may not be, but their friendship outweighs their smarts. So gather round friends and listen close. 
For the tale's about to start. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Spelt Lore. I'm your game master, Sean O'Hara. Joining me as always, playing Tacoma Dome, the barbarian, Abdul Aziz. Hello, everybody. Playing Ving, the half-elf druid, Paul Oppers. Hey, how are ya? And playing Fat Billy, the halfling thief, Jessica Tai. Hello, my friends. When last we left our heroes in the city of Wickport. They were spying upon the uh, vessel known as the Clearwater in an attempt to gain some information about their erstwhile pursuers, the Menders. Billy, through the use of his magical binoculars, saw that indeed Menders cell leader Maggie Cole is in town and has taken control of some sort of Menders owned warehouse. And then they enacted a plan which involved. Tuck disguising himself as two kids in a trench coat <laughs> and Billy and Ving each being one half of a magical horse named Chauncey uh, to try and trick information out of one of the menders who happened to be Greg, old friend, dear old friend from I think episode two. Uh, Greg agreed to meet you at the Clamshell pub. So you went to this pub. And uh, in attempting to plan for an ambush, were yourselves ambushed by Fabio the centaur and his uh, centaur cronies. And that was the guy who we tried to sell Sunstone to that first time, right? Yes. And you turned him down and he uh, didn't forget. Okay. (laughs) He wanted that Sunstone and instead uh, was immediately faced with the reality of having to fight three fantasy adventurers (laughs) and turn tail and ran. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Upon returning to the clamshell with some stolen pouches that Billy cut off one of the centaurs, you rifled through a man's belongings, finding his lucky coins, a vial of truth serum, and uh, a diary that was gifted to him by his child. (laughs) You made close friends with Rasmus, the uh, proprietor of the clamshell, and asked him to seat Greg at your table when he arrived for a clandestine meeting that he agreed to. And upon arrival, Greg proceeded to explain to the three of you that you have caused a real shit show in the principalities due to your actions uh, above the Sea of Graves and in just kind of generally ignoring the wishes of the menders in general. But he agreed to bring Maggie Cole here at sunrise for a meeting with you. And that is where we find ourselves now waiting for this sunrise meeting. We would have stayed there, right? Like the whole night, probably. Well, I think we uh, went back and got Black Spire. Oh to come, shit! To come right. back with us. Mm-hmm. Fuck Black Spire! Totally fucking yeah. forgot about it. How could you? Because <laughs> I've been drinking weak sauce like crazy, <laughs> and it's oh, messing with my head. <laughs> so, did you guys forget, or did you go back and get them? Well, no, we went back we and went got them. Yeah, only okay. after the meeting with Greg. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Rasmus, our dear friend, mm-hmm. I guess now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He he let us. Uh, host Black Spire up in his apartment above the clamshell. <laughs> He's hosting Black Spire behind the clamshell because <laughs> Black Spire is an enormous dragon. <laughs> you know, there's stairs. <laughs> uh, yeah, like we get a quick shot of you guys returning to the cave uh, on the kelp beds that you left Black Spire in, and the second he even hears your voices, he comes charging out of the cave. <laughs> He's like, "Oh my god, I'm so fucking glad to see you three. I'm I hate this cave. I hate this hole. I like most holes. Don't like this one. Why? What's going on? It's just full of fish, man. <laughs> oh my God. They're so creepy. <laughs> they swim and they look at me with their little googly eyes. 
I hate them. Well, we have somewhere uh, kind of like a hole that you could hide in, but it's not fishy. Oh, word. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> Man. And you take, him, you take him to a seafood restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the fish are dead. <laughs> he, gets, he gets within a block and you guys have figured out, you know, as long as you get him to wear that saddle that covers his wings, most people don't recognize him as a dragon. Mm. So he walks through town. He gets a bunch of looks because they're like, what the fuck is this thing? Yeah. Uh, and you get him within a block of the clamshell and he lifts his big like arrowhead shaped head to the sky goes no way I can smell him where are the fish the fish are uh, in our tummies and in the in the oven they're not alive okay it's pretty yummy when they're dead dude I swear mm-hmm. yummy huh it's, it's no black crunch but it is fish crunch okay mm-hmm. yeah wait they have like bones yeah. You guys didn't tell me fish had bones. Dude, everything has bones. We uh, have bones. You have bones? <laughs> <laughs> bones, I like I like bones. Bones are like black crunch. Yeah, and shrimp have shells, pal. Yeah. Uh worms have shells. Don't like shells. But okay. Shells are like the bones of the outside. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. <laughs> I've never thought about it like that. <laughs> Take me to these bones. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> Uh, I lead him to the dumpster. to the bones. Yeah, so I guess we we cut back to the inside of the clamshell, and we know that Black Spire is out back, just eating barrel after barrel mm-hmm. of fish bones. Yeah, Rasmus stopped paying for trash pickup seven years ago. Oh, so he is just going nuts on That's these great. perfectly <laughs> aged bones. We don't have to worry about anyone coming to find or steal Black Spire because mm-hmm. everyone stays away from this zone. Yeah, because Rasmus stopped paying for trash pickup seven years ago (laughs) yeah but he did have to fight off a pretty aggressive pack of seagulls Mm -hmm. just snapping at him get out of here my bones (laughs) what do the seagulls say fuck you (laughs) that was perfect that was really really good my bones uh okay so we cut inside and it's just before sunrise I like the idea that there's going to be a small background war happening between Black Spire and the seagulls of Wickport. It's like yeah. pretty loud. You can definitely hear it while we're waiting. Yeah. You see him going by the window, by the window like, ah, get off my back. His little club tail is yeah. swishing around. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One seagull's like grabbed onto it with its little flippers and it's just like, bark, bark. it's like when you take a dog to the beach. Oh, yeah. 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 He's walking like through a whole bunch and they're all just like sitting there really quiet, like giving that <laughs> sideways glance, quack, quack, and it's like echoing. And he's like tiptoeing, trying not to, don't make it sound. I just want the bones. Crunch so quiet. Okay, great. So you see a line of sunlight start to course through the window at the front of the clamshell. Billy. What? Quick, do your magic stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> so I uh, think right. really hard, I guess. <laughs> yeah, how do you do this? Uh, yeah. I basically just have to go deep in my memory every morning. So open every morning when I wake up, I have to wake up my memory. So I have to take off its blanket and I have to say, good morning, memories. And then I and then I have to look through them, make sure they're all there. Whoa. Holy shit. Oh my what? God. And then my memories go super deep and it's like they have to zoom through down to their root zone uh okay so yeah roll it 2d6 plus charisma for fairy child seven plus two is nine okay okay cool so nine so but you still get three that's pretty good three today yeah 
and Billy immediately spends it to change a seven to nine into a ten and gets five holes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would like to make three wishes. My first wish is three more wishes. <laughs> no, oh, I should have put that in the rule. <laughs> I've been outfoxed. So, yeah. Are you guys just like watching the door? Or are you trying to be dramatic? Uh, I'm really, I feel like I'm going to meet an old family member or an old friend. And I'm like, do I look okay? You know, do we look okay? Yeah. Do we look, do we look tough, but also kind? Yeah. Yeah. Tuck really, he, he, he put a lot of gel in his beard. <laughs> okay. And he's like, this is hair gel. I shouldn't have done this. So, so spiked. <laughs> okay. Uh, any other thing that you guys want to do? Are you letting them come to you or are you going to be like inside of the door? Uh, Billy is coloring on one of like the kid things that they give out. <laughs> yeah, one of the kid drawing pads, and I I'm trying to make a drawing for Maggie. Oh fuck, that's cute. Uh, Ving has um communed with the spirits uh, like in the last few hours. Mm-hmm. He got up before the, the the dawn and went out early and uh, on the beach in front mm. of the the clamshell. Oh yeah, you still have communion of whispers. Yeah. So I'm going to spend time and place making note of its resident spirits and uh, roll plus wisdom and be granted a vision of significance. Mm. Cool. Okay. Okay. Yep. 2d6 plus. Wisdom. All right. Let's see it. 13. <laughs> wow. Wowzers. Two sixes. Holy shit. I haven't seen two sixes in a while. While he was commuting with the whispers as he did, he did a meditative action. He dressed up the doll with like... Um, a linen shirt and leather pants. He wanted to be like present Maggie Cole with this like lovely little, uh, you know, voodoo gift. doll that you made of her. He didn't. I don't know. Maybe not. I made an effigy of you, Maggie. Yeah, basically. Yeah. What are the pins for? Don't ask about the pins. <laughs> with these. <laughs> and what's a ten plus on Community of Whispers? Uh, the vision will be clear and helpful to you. Okay. Um. So you attempt to reach out to the spirit world. Uh, through your meditative techniques that are centuries old, practiced, mm-hmm. uh, passed down generation to generation, back until the forging of the world. And the thing that strikes you soonest as you attempt to reach out in that way is that when you think about the material in terms of the principalities and the spirit in terms of the storm, they feel like they are so much closer than you're used to them being. Like they're basically butting up against one another. Whereas they used to have a separation, uh, there's some sort of grinding that's taking place and a thinning. And the vision that you receive is like, you see a vision of the pack, like the spirit of the pack. And you see them move from the fantastical, archetypical, cosmic representation of the plains. And then you see the spirit of the pack sprinting along a grassland like a true material grassland. The pack from the spirit realm? Yeah, like the spirit of the wolf pack. Oh, the wolf pack. Thank you, yeah. Yeah, so that is what you see, is you see an actual vision of the spirit of the wolf pack moving from spirit realm into into the material. Ooh, this is all from above. From the eyes of um, Cloud Piercer. (laughs) The eyes of something, who knows, some kind of bird. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you see through the eyes of Cloud Piercer. He's been uh, sailing above the principalities, I suppose, upon the orders of Thronebreaker, cool. king of all Thunderbirds. And you, uh, you come to in the middle of the night and you realize, oh, I got a meeting. Sick. <laughs> yeah, anything else you guys want to do? Into, like, what is anything Tuck preparing in any way? Billy's drawing, Ving is pondering. 
I guess Tuck's just doing push-ups. Nice. <laughs> just, okay, so Tuck is the first person to see them because he's in the middle of the floor <laughs> doing push-ups. And then as soon as he hears the door open, he does that cat bounce Ooh. off the ground and then like lands on his feet. And the first person you see is Greg, and he's looking grim. He's got his hand on his knife again as he walks in. He looks around, sees that it's only you three. Here's Rasmus clanging around in the sauce zone. Yeah. Like, all right. And he looks back behind him and he nods and striding through the door, full armor, mm. spear in hand, shield on back. Holy shit. Is Maggie Cole. Wow. <laughs> you look like a painting I saw one time. She doesn't respond. I drew this for you, Maggie. <laughs> and you just run up to her? Yeah. I, I hand her a drawing of her boat. She looks at it for a long moment. I'm like, do you want it? She reaches okay. down and she oh, takes it from okay. your hand. Oh, I thought you didn't like it for a second. <laughs> yeah, when she reaches at first, we're like, things like, whoa, like he kind of <laughs> gets ready in a bit of a fighting stance. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah. And Tuck goes to reach like up because he's put Terry, Larry and Chad on a beam above uh, his head. Ooh, yeah. That's really cool. And then uh, he sees that she just takes it and then he just like stretches it. <laughs> and he's like, my obliques are getting pretty good. Not bad. A lot and of people call these side apps. <laughs> <laughs> she looks she looks at the picture that Billy drew of the clear water, which I assume is the very classic like half circle yeah. <laughs> looking boat yeah. with a stick and a triangle yeah. on it. <laughs> and a little like red haired stick figure that's like, that's you. Yes. And she looks at it and she looks you in the eye, glowering. <laughs> And then she folds up the picture and she puts it in her belt. Oh, she likes it. I understand you wanted to talk. I understand you're looking for us. I am. Well, maybe we can order brunch and then discuss that. Perhaps we can. And you hear a squeak from behind you and a voice that goes, dragon's out. And uh, clomp, clomp, clomp behind you. What? What? Wait, what did you just do? She says, hey, we just made sure that your friend isn't going to be trouble for us. We said neutral ground. You brought a dragon. What? What he's, dragon? He's, he's just our dog. Just, he's just taking a little nap. Okay? He's what taking, do you mean out? What'd you do to him? You turn uh, and you see the figure that spoke to you removes the hood from on top their head. <gasps> hey, that's our move. <laughs> <laughs> and you're looking into the face of sweet Caroline the Orc. Where'd you put Black Spire? He's out there. He's just taking a little nap. He'll be fine. Maggie says, anyways, shall we take a seat? All right. No weapons. She puts her spear, leans it up against the door, like the next to the door. And then Tuck uh, purposefully unflexes his biceps. <laughs> <laughs> she smiles at that, actually. She smiles a little bit. And he sits down. Bing has two, his fingers up and like guns, and he puts them into his pockets. <laughs> Billy has his hands up in like a little kind of karate chop fight <laughs> stance and he puts them straight down. <laughs> Just next to him yeah. at his side. She sits down in a chair. She's leaning back. So why did you track us down? How did you find us? I mean, the, we point to the boat and it says, the clear water. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty bold of you to come find us. Well, we don't have a lot to hide. Then why'd you run? Why'd you run all the way to McCall? Run? I gave you a task. Yeah, we did it. You know, Greg, did you not 
fill Maggie in? She says, he, oh, he filled me in. I'm well aware of the situation. I'm well aware of the sequence of events. I am aware of the fact that you left Mudlark under my orders. Mm -hmm. I am aware of the fact that you arrived at the vault and you compromised my golem and you destroyed the box somehow. What? What? (laughs) (laughs) Tux just is is like (laughs) half-lidded, shaking his head. I'm aware of the fact that we received reports of a wizard operating in Crystal Bay. Hold on. Rathus, can we get some more sauce <laughs> over here? Can we get the breakfast menu, please? And he goes, right away. And he, com- he comes out with his arms laden in trays. Like uh, when you see pictures of Oktoberfest, like beer servers, <laughs> like he's just got the trays all the way up his arms covered in glasses of sauce and he lays them out on the table and he scurries back into the back. Mm-hmm. Go on. I'm aware of the fact that a storm that has been, as far as anyone can tell, contained to the Sea of Graves for uh, eternity was loosed upon the world. And then I was, uh, I was informed of the fact that it was revealed that the Torch of McCall was some sort of demon and that three individuals matching your descriptions were involved in the battle. <laughs> what? Uh, well, I could what? be anybody. Yeah. It just could be coincidences. Mm-hmm. Could be a a trick. Could be a, a joke. A a prank played on us, the innocent ones. You know what I heard, Maggie? I heard it. it all that stuff was mirrors. <laughs> oh, and that's another thing. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to mirrors? Don't tell her. It's none of your business, Maggie. You leave him out of this. So you're telling me that the whereabouts of a 14-year-old boy that was in your companionship are now unknown. He is safe and happy, and it is, once again, none of your business. You're aware of the fact that I am able to track people through the use of mender pins, right? Oh. And, uh... I will say that the the tracking of mirrors has been a baffling experience. Well, yeah. How? I am not at liberty to say. Hmm. Then, then, then we are not at liberty to say. Yeah. Maybe all we can say is perhaps your pin tracking technology doesn't work when someone's following their dreams, Maggie. (laughs) (laughs) She closes her eyes and rubs the bridge of her nose. Maybe the power of self-actualization fucks with your weird blood magic or whatever. And here's the thing that I'll say to you, Maggie, and he kind of pokes her a little bit. Oh, she does not (laughs) respond well to that. Is you... For all your high and mighty bullshit about, I don't like wizards, magic is dangerous, using a fucking golem, like putting your shit on a hot spot, like using magic pins magic pins to track innocent fantasy adventurers. <laughs> <laughs> and also, like, who does your hair? There's no, That's not natural. That looks amazing. So shiny. The curls. <laughs> that's out of this world. Are you finished? Yeah, you're a hypocrite, is what I'm saying. And and clearly your pins really don't work, because you know what? There's not even a wizard out in Crystal Bay anymore. That's all done. What do you mean, anymore? Uh. Don't try and change the subject, you hypocrite. Yeah. Okay, hypothetically, Maggie, if the wizard wasn't in the box, and he hypothetically was out in the world, he definitely lost his powers somehow, <laughs> some way. 
hypothetically. And then Tuck leans into Ving and he's like, so like just holding nothing back, I guess. <laughs> uh, Maggie, No put one th- said I can't say it. <laughs> <laughs> Maggie, Maggie puts her hands on the table and says, uh, Greg led me to believe that you had something you could offer and so far you have not told me anything that I do not know. Ask us a question. Uh, I suppose my first question is why? Why would you do this? Why would you release one of the most dangerous beings in history? Why would you attempt to channel and leash a storm legendary for its destructive nature? And why would you release that storm and then leave? Just allowing it to uh, cause whatever devastation it would cause. Have you ever heard of family? A lot of people have made a lot of bad decisions for family. Decisions that have caused more harm than good. And I am beginning to believe that you three are prime examples of that motivation. Maggie, we made the best decisions that we could at the time. Hmm. You asked us to put a guy in solitary confinement for eternity. I asked you to put a weapon in safekeeping. That weapon is a person, Maggie. Look what he hath wrought. He hath wrought nothing. Yeah, this is Rasmus's joint. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And if you're talking about the storm, I mean, that was an accident. I wrought that. (laughs) (laughs) And everything else, the... And Torchin McCall, that wasn't the wizard because he lost all of his powers at that point. That's other stuff. Yeah. The storm was to deal with the torch. I feel like it would have gone way worse if Ving hadn't done that. What would have gone way worse? Well, who knows what, what destruction he would have wrought on the world. He was the demon of... Zealotry. Zealotry. He was going to spread like... A religious fervor across the land. Ten times worse than any storm, even a spiritual megastorm. And, and you're all holed up in the principalities, all comfy and cozy in your muddy houses. And <laughs> you're not paying attention. You don't, you don't see what's happening here, McCall, in other areas. Mm-hmm. I mean, McCall was in shambles when we got here. What if I were to say I don't believe you? I want proof. Proof do we have? Proof of what? Proof that what you say about the torch of McCall is true? Proof that he was some sort of demon? The rings. Oh, that's just proof that we fucked up Chamberlain. <laughs> I mean... What else do we have? Yeah, but you could... I mean, you could show her the memories that we went through. Oh, oh yeah. Can we do that? Show her the shit we stole from her. <laughs> <laughs> we could try know. that. It's mm-hmm. a good idea. It's not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay, Maggie, we have a way to show you, um, and it is definitely, when you see them, uh, there is no connection to anything that you might be familiar with. We found these on our own, mm-hmm. so I, 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 uh, I'll give Maggie my ring. She picks it up, and she looks at the glass, and she goes, you're wearing them? Well, yeah, because they help us understand that dragon back there. What? Try it. How do I know this isn't a trick? You don't? Y- you just have to trust us. And barring that, 
you have to assume that we're not smart enough to trick you. You also have sweet Caroline and Greg sitting next to you, mm. and all our weapons are down. <laughs> I show her my hand, yeah. put them back down again. <laughs> she slides the ring on her finger. She just hears like, <laughs> oh, <sir. laughs> what do you show her? Um, I think like we start with the memories like of the, the plea that Perel made in the vault where it's just like a guy being like, don't leave me here. Like begging not to be left in solitary confinement, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a moment where Ving was watching as the Torch McCall was like lobbing fire and was like, you guys were both in terrible, horrible trouble. And yeah. it was like the end of the line. Yeah. Death was on all of our doorsteps. And he summons the storm out of no other options. Mm-hmm. Just grasps onto any power that he can find to try and save his family. Mm-hmm. Uh, Billy remembers uh, in Lillian's tower when we're all fighting with Pilar and Perel, and that's when Perel loses his magic, mm-hmm. and Perel just like dealing with that aftermath. Tuck remembers uh, Chimes saving them and saying, "You guys seem to me like a group mm-hmm. worth saving." Mm-hmm. Um, Ving throws in um, Billy eating so much baklava. <laughs> just mounds of baklava around him and uh, falafel balls and all of us sitting around and just laughing and having a good time. Uh, (laughs) And across from him is Perel eating the falafel sandwiches and drinking the the fancy coffee. Yeah. And then immediately we go for a walk after to the hat store where (laughs) Perel's trying on mustache combos with new hats and he's asking for feathers and he's like putting it in just right. In the hat, he's like, what do you think? <laughs> if you were to look out, you are all in this trance. Maggie's brow is starting to furrow. <laughs> <laughs> Billy thinks about when we were in that jail uh, looking for Ama. We meet all the other imprisoned people who are possessed by demons. Right. Uh, are you guys going to share anything <clears throat> about the Torch of McCall? Yeah, yeah. So I go back to like the final confrontation with the Torch of McCall. And it's like, it's Billy in the mist Mm. and flashes of the winter war coming back in. Uh, Fire on either side. Yeah. Mm. And like, yeah, this like malevolent force being like, I will end this world. Uh, And you come out of this trance and Maggie takes like a shaky breath in through her nose. Should we also show her the thing about the dark guard? Mm-hmm. So you come out of the trance and you go, no, 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 wait, one more thing. One more thing, sorry. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like Farhan laying in his bed being like, I can't remember everything, but what have you heard of the dark guard? Yeah. Then you come out of the trance for the last time. Yeah. <laughs> and you go, wait, one more time. And then you go in and it's just Tuck dancing. It's Billy at the bear in the chair and we're like, <laughs> and we're chanting, like the whole bar is chanting and they're like, Chair, chair, chair. Yeah, Everyone's yeah, chanting yeah. chair for yeah. some reason. <laughs> the bear's wobbling back and forth like. <laughs> Billy is like uh, like poker face, just shoveling food after food. Just making eye contact with the 
bear? Yeah, but not mean. Just like, how's it going? But in the bear's in the bear's eye, you see real fear. Yeah. <laughs> and we're back. And Maggie takes a shaky breath in through her nose and steadies herself. And she kind of looks over her shoulder a little bit at Caroline, and she nods. And she takes the ring off, puts it on the table, slides it toward Billy. I put it back on. Thank you for being honest with me. I I won't say that this changes things. I Tuck does a what the fuck motion. Holds her hand up and she says, I want you to understand. Your actions have had consequences. Just because you have not experienced them doesn't mean that they haven't happened. Yeah, what the fuck? Greg said we destroyed the world. Greg! (laughs) She turns over and he's like, I was trying to just get him on the hook. (laughs) She says, oh, he's so dramatic. I I will say it it is not perhaps an end of the world scenario, but the storm that has been sweeping across the principalities is a real problem. There is some sort of transgression happening between the spirit world and the material in the principalities. It's not a constant thing, but you know, a massive and near mystical pack of wolves arriving in a grassland suddenly or a tree deciding to gather all trees in a forest and march on a town is of some concern to us. Understandable? Yeah, yeah I, I mean, we, I, for sure. Yeah, where you're coming from, for sure. Do you think that maybe you might have some sort of responsibility in this? That's... Nah. Responsibility is an extreme term that we take umbrage to. Yeah, we are <laughs> never responsible. Oh, <laughs> I know. I am well aware. Thank you. You interrupted me for anything. As <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, she, uh, she seems almost at a loss for words. Um, if anybody wants to roll anything, you might be able to determine a little bit of how she's feeling right now. Sure. Uh, discern realities about her emotions and thoughts. Wisdom. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, ten. Oh shit. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Three questions off the list. What here is not what it appears to be. Okay. Yeah. So uh, something that you have been thinking about uh, after she like looked over at Sweet Caroline mm-hmm. and nodded. She knew a lot of what you showed her already. She was hoping that you wouldn't lie to her about it. Oh. So she had a lot of this information. Not all of it, but a lot of it. And mm-hmm. the question is, how? Oh, what the fuck? Okay. Mm. Have we been telling on ourselves somehow the whole time? <laughs> the pin that I had. Flashback to us just like blah, blah, blahing to a bunch of people. Like the guy's picking his teeth with a copper pin. And then <laughs> <laughs> we're just talking to menders in every town. Playing, playing scribbles and like, you won't believe what they said after that. Everyone that's ever gotten us drunk oh has gosh. been a mender. That's <laughs> so funny. Oh, well, you want to hear about loose lips? Well, take over this time we sunk those shit. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, what happened here recently then? Okay. Uh, who told her recently? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Sweet. Thanks. <laughs> what happened here recently? I'll give you I'll give you a twofer on this one. Uh, you, Billy, your uh, your memories align in a way that is rare for you, but they all kind of, you know, slap into place for a second and you connect a bunch of dots all at once. 
uh, Maggie knows some stuff that you've only told some people. Like you've only told, you've been in the library for months now. You have a lot of confidants in the library that you don't hide things from, including Farah. Farah has mentioned that an old apprentice of hers has been cited in the town and she was going to be doing more research on that because she was worried that she was working against the library. The library or the Medjai had been contracted by an orc who was looking to get more information on you and perhaps take Ving off the board in terms of his shapeshifting. And Maggie confirmed with sweet Caroline that what you told her lined up. Was Sweet Caroline the person who contracted the Medjai? Sweet Caroline is a former librarian. <gasps> and she, she must have gotten into the library because she knows how and she's been watching you. <gasps> oh, no! Yeah, oh, my. Realize at the same time. And, Fuck! And Caroline has her, you're now realizing, extremely ripped arms crossed over her <laughs> extremely ripped chest. Oh my god, and she's the speaker of the silent word. She is indeed. Not to be fucked with. Like, Ving, actually, you recognize in her stance the way she's standing. You're like, mm -hmm. oh, of course. How did I not see this before? Yeah. Yeah, she's put a finger to her lips and went, shh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Caroline has been uh, spying on you. <clears throat> Fucking wow. balls. That's shitty, Caroline. We could have been hanging out. We thought you were uh, attempting to destroy everything. When? When we were, like, all eating gumbo in the cafeteria yeah, yeah. during one of our many foot-long pizza subs bad people eat gumbo too that's not true <laughs> <laughs> you take that back you anti-cajunist <laughs> it is the most joyful of foods <laughs> maggie is uh, oh and i was gonna say i was gonna give you a twofer on this oh, one yeah you also billy are looking the sun has come up quite a lot mm -hmm, so i'm squinting you're squinting and you kind of look out the window and you see a particular uh shorn haired individual leaned up against the wall outside the clamshell oh my god shorn hair He's got kind of jaggedy cut, like it looks like it was cut with a knife. Dark hair. Maybe a hint of elf in the ear. Fucking Dan, are you fucking kidding me? Dan? Uh. I, I put, slam my little hands on the table and I go, Dan! Traitor! And Dan looks over and he waves. And I flip him and off. he's And he's chewing on what you think is a toothpick and you realize is a copper pin. The, the shot... <laughs> Of the scene shifts to an outside shot of Dan standing there like with a shit eating grit on his yeah. face and the side, the wall caves in as Tuck like <laughs> fucking Hulk runs through to tackle Dan. Give me a defy danger. No, you know what? You do it. I can do a defy danger. Okay. This might mean you don't get through the wall. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty funny too. Okay, two to six plus strength. Shit. Uh, you got it. Wait. Yeah. I no, I got nine. Oh, Six. I ate. Yes. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> oh, yes! Well, okay, I will say that the aid could be as Tuck gets up to run, Ving stops Greg and Caroline from stopping Tuck. Yeah. And Let you, him finish. Let him see this through. This, this has been coming for a long time. And Tuck just barrels through the wall? Yeah, just through the, like, it's not even just shitty clapboard. It's like... Oh, it's... It's, it's a wall. It's a wall. Yeah. And like Tuck just goes straight through the side. There's a door right next to it. <laughs> <laughs> just straight directly through the wall and like pins Dan to the ground. 
And he's like, you fucking asshole. His Literally everything you do sucks. <laughs> hey, Tuck. <laughs> What's up, buddy? What the fuck is wrong with you? Why would you do this? What do you mean, why would I do? Why would I do what? You fucking ratted us out to the menders? Why? They asked me to. Ugh. Look, I just, they offered me a gig. I say, yes, you know me. How long have you been a mender? Were you a mender before we went to Mudlark? No. I was a mender after we got to Mudlark. After Maggie and them, I shouldn't be telling you this, but after Maggie and them realized y'all might be up to something, you know, when did we part ways? Sorry, you hit me so hard. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I went with you to High Spear, right? Yeah, yeah, we left you in high spirit. Okay, okay. So after Maggie gave you all the task of taking the, the box to the place, she inducted me into the menders. Have you been following us since? <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> <gasps> have you seen me? How many times have you seen me? Not a lot, right? No, yeah, you're very good at blending into crowds. Yeah, no shit, Sherlock. That's a guy that I used to know <laughs> who said a lot of <laughs> obvious shit. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so, what? I'm good at it. I'm great at it for reasons I'll never tell you. I hope you feel- I was in the army. Which army? Doesn't matter. You hit me too hard for me to remember. (laughs) I have been following you, and I don't feel bad about it. So, kill me. I don't care. I'm not gonna fucking kill you, man. Then let me up. Yeah. Sneaky Dan. (laughs) That's what you guys call me, right? No, not anymore. You are dead to me, and I spit on him. (gasps) Billy, my boot. (laughs) I need to sit down. (laughs) You can can sit on your own stupid butt outside, and I kick him. (laughs) Oh, ow. Maggie, I did it. Wink. Ugh. Wait, what? What was that? Hey, Maggie, what was that? Why do you wink at you all gross like that? I don't know. He's a, he has been one of my most uh, confusing assets. <laughs> he is exceptionally stealthy, exceptionally good at espionage. I know. It's so hard. What is his deal? I don't know. It's, we thought we knew. I mean, yeah, he's, I don't know. He seems like a, anyways. <laughs> so you weren't lying to me. You weren't lying. No. I appreciate that. And uh, now I just suppose I want to know some things. Billy has one more question. I do have one more question. I gave you so much information. I know, it's pretty awesome. I want to know, Maggie, what do you want most? Just a way out of this. A way out of this storm business. A way to just make things the way they used to be safe. I'm going to be honest. I'm scared. And there was a long time where I was afraid of you three. And I'm afraid of what you're capable of. And I'm afraid of what Perel, I suppose, was capable of. And I don't know what to do. I think you're also afraid that it was somehow your fault. It is my fault. If I didn't give the box to you three, none of this would have happened. No, that's not true. It was already happening. Yeah, Perel didn't actually make any of this happen. 
she like looks up as she's still you know her brain is still shuffling through the deck of cards that you gave her yeah <laughs> she's trying to make sense of it yeah Perel, like the Perel's like negative aspect went into the waters but it wasn't causing the floods it was coming after us to get Perel's body back like the floods were something else no mm-hmm. uh, and the torture McCall was coming to the principalities to like spread his influence so you're telling me after a year of thinking that the three of you were the cause of this problem that you might be the solution to it well solution is a very (laughs) strong word that we take umbrage to (laughs) we do not solution anything (laughs) We're kind of just around for a lot of stuff. I think you think that we are cogs in the machine. We're more just spokes in a wheel. Yeah, we're like tape that you might put over a leak or like while you like get the supplies that you need to like actually fix it. Mm-hmm. A, a garbage bag in the window of your cart. <laughs> <laughs> just a garbage bag blowing around in the wind. It's just showing you how much beauty there is in the world. Oh my God. Uh, and you know what Maggie you're not the only one who's trying to be anything other than what you've been trying to be lately (laughs) we've been trying to be that too I just I don't think I know what to do anymore hey welcome to the club (laughs) another round of popcorn shrimp with hollandaise sauce I'm comfortable doing a little bit of a time jump as she's as you guys just kind of hang and talk for a bit more. Yeah, I think we're yeah. like this conversation is like us sorting through sequences of events yeah. basically. Okay. So the the morning continues as you all uh explain what you've done since you left and the research that we've been doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like trying to figure out Oh, you're just giving it up. I at this point why? why why not yeah the mm-hmm. only person who's not on our team is dan yeah mm. dan is outside still <laughs> yeah dan dead to us der glot yeah. yeah dan is outside but he is taking a concussion nap which <laughs> it's not like, a great idea we should not have let him do that caroline goes outside and wakes him up and brings him back inside <laughs> no get that no. guy fucking no, no, no. out of here no. caroline he might die if i leave him out there don't just take him somewhere else he literally ruins everything i'm gonna take him back to the boat don't yell at me okay Fuck You're you. not the bar- Fuck you. She, no. She points in your face. You spied Car- on me. Careful. And she leaves. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and she leaves with dad. She goes back to the clear water. But you just explain to Maggie kind of what's going on in your research. There's just like soft music playing like piles of hollandaise and shrimp are yeah, just coming yeah. and going. The camera circles around the table really as you like guys a, emphatically talk to her. She's her is like a little sprout of a tree of wisdom and they're like yeah. <laughs> describing. Oh, Billy's doing little uh, little illusions oh, to like yeah. act out scenes. Cool. Yeah. And then Tuck is trying to do the same thing but he's doing crude drawings. <laughs> <laughs> and then it, it, there's like a picture of him and Ruby and then underneath it says sex happen. <laughs> Uh, uh, during that that, Billy covered his eyes for that part of the story (laughs) blinders Billy eyes but not ears yeah yeah. I couldn't look I had to choose one (laughs) so you chose not looking at the stick drawing Jessica did one eye and one ear (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, the 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 meal transitions from like breakfast to lunch. Yeah. Very obviously, at one point Ving's got two baked potatoes on the bottoms of forks, and they're dancing. He's like, <laughs> like this. It was like this. It was just like <laughs> Benny and June. <laughs> and Tuck wheels in a giant whiteboard, and he draws a huge circle on it, and then he indicates the middle, mm-hmm. and then he writes the middle of the thing <laughs> slash the top of the middle. <laughs> And then there's an asterisk, and then at the bottom it says, except for bagels and donuts. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lamp in the corner that Ving takes the the, the shade off, and it's his spear. <laughs> He's like pointing to different rooms <laughs> on it because he hid he he his weapon spear. there as a lamp. <laughs> yeah, it actually got lamp. weird. Hell yeah. Yeah. And she, like, you know, at some point during this montage, uh, she takes off her armor and Greg packs it away and takes it away. So now she's just in her, like, civilian clothes. Yeah. She ties her hair up in a big red bun that sits on the top of her head cool so cool billy's mm-hmm. a little jealous and he wants to do the same thing mm-hmm. so he's also trying to like push all his hair up in a bun <laughs> he puts a bun on the top of his head <laughs> to roll a, dinner, a roll. dinner roll we cut away from that montage to a billy montage mm-hmm. inside of the montage where he's doing his hair yeah. and it's going sail away sail away <laughs> sail away boom 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 uh, and something actually that you guys do notice is since you've seen Maggie last, uh, her hair has a lot more gray in it than mm. it used to. She's like a middle school teacher that got assigned to the bad class. <laughs> she's had a she's had a bad year. <laughs> and uh, yeah, at the end of you explaining, it's now uh, early afternoon, and I want kind of kind of want to talk to you guys about it because mm-hmm. she doesn't know what to do. This is kind of like like a dog chasing a car i don't know what i'd do if i ever caught one mm-hmm. she was like right she was gunning for you and now she's like shit they're it's the only not- thing she knew like the only things the she thought she had control over was i just have to find them i just have to find them mm-hmm. and like during this this whole morning she's not been like jovial having a great time she's been very troubled mm-hmm. like she's just she feels listless now so she doesn't really know what to do because if you can't fix the principalities like she hoped you somehow could then what does she do well what do you know that we don't know yet because we've tried to figure this shit out and it's hard and there's so many pieces of it yeah and it all is really just like crunching in my brain all the time it's crunching up against each other and it's so hard to make it all fit and i just want it to fit (laughs) Okay. So tell me, give me more pieces so it'll fit. More pieces. Shit. Okay. Uh, let me think. Let me That's think. an appropriate question to ask, right, yeah. guys? Yeah. yeah. What do you know that we don't know? I yeah. thought that that was Abdul asking Sean. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. And now I'm like, God, yeah. what do I know that you don't know? Well, I mean, the things, the, the parts that we're missing, how to get Perella's magic back, yep. the druid stuff, the book mm. that from Urk why it seems like the walls of the worlds are falling apart and mm-hmm. shit's moving across mm-hmm. the dark guard because it's not just the spirit stuff it's fucking demons are coming through too yeah all right okay all right yeah i can feel some of this in i suppose we have access of course to a lot of uh, caches of information across the principalities i haven't really explained to you a lot of the structure of the menders have i literally not even once no okay well uh we're kind of like it's kind of like a a decentralized sort of system so not every other mender knows the identity of every other mender i'm a little bit higher up i lead my own cell and i know a few other leaders of other cells but caroline greg mears 
definitely Dan don't really know anything outside of their cell. But I've been in contact with some of my colleagues and I've been doing some research. And uh, from what we can tell, the lack of magic in the world is what kind of started this whole thing with the box and all that, whatever uh, enchantments were breaking down on the prison. And we are now thinking, especially now that the storm has been sweeping across the lands and spirit creatures have been crossing over to the material that that lack of magic is also causing the realms, spheres, planes to butt up against each other. So if that's happening with the spirit realm, it stands to reason that it's happening with the demons as well. Wait, are the fairies coming through too then, Billy? You know, that would make sense. That's why I could probably move yeah. into it so easily in the tower oh, and i've been seeing fuck. them so much more yeah you have been i've been yeah. talking to so many shoes <laughs> I, yeah i haven't Wait. talked to a shoe for years before that this spoon the spoon he doesn't like being held there sorry <laughs> I, oh, I, i'm sorry billy's a fairy uh, uh oh yeah put the ring back on <laughs> <laughs> put the ring on take the ring off wow <laughs> caroline didn't tell me that for some reason yeah did you know? I mean, we don't talk about it that often. I was doing a lot of fairy stuff at the <laughs> library. Oh, right. Interesting. I'm going to have to talk to him about that. Uh, what else do I know? So that is a potential, that might be a, a, a challenge outside the scope of our operation. Kind of fits in if there's a vacuum in the world from the lack of magic uh, and uh, it's causing an imbalance and stuff everywhere else. And we're trying to just bring a little bit of magic back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If the lack of magic is what's causing all this, would bringing all the wizards back fix it? If we could just have what they produced without the individuals, we'd be golden. But it is the individuals, it's ego, it's ambition, it's greed. That's what caused the problems. People. It's the people. But there's always going to be people. Not everybody can rewrite reality on a fundamental level at will. Uh, can I? Okay, I feel like I want to spout lore about this. Yeah, totally. Would this be a time to use the sounding board move to help uh, his spout lore? Yeah. That? What is it again? I forget how to Dude, use it. Dude, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. If someone comes to you and tries, just needs to bounce an idea off of you. That's kind of what it was. <laughs> is it? Yeah. yeah. You get, they get plus two forward. When spout lore advice. Yeah, so I think that's what it is, is that if you come to Ving and you talk to Ving about a thing you're thinking about, uh -huh. you would get a plus two on your spout lore. Okay. Maybe you two go outside to check on Black Spire and you talk to Ving about it. Yeah. Like, like you seem upset. Let's go take some air. Oh, fucking fine. And then Tuck, like, tosses a tray of shrimp at Billy and he's like, can you finish that for me? I'm not hungry anymore. No problem. <laughs> And we cut out back. You find Black Spire uh, still asleep. It's been hours, and he is still dead asleep uh, next to a pile of uh, shattered barrels. Did he shatter those? I mean, there's no way to tell. <laughs> He's asleep. Hmm. Uh, yeah. I just... I feel like there's no... Like, given everything that Perel told us about wizards it still feels like the story's one-sided and trying to bring back their magic without them feels like it'll cause more problems 
Well, I don't think that it can be done. Yeah, because Perel told us that magic seeks out a consciousness. Like, it, it, either they're born a wizard, so it latches onto them when they're, like, little, like, whatever they are before they're babies. Becoming. <laughs> yeah, or it gets them later. At a very delicate time in their life. Or it can't find someone and then it just turns into a person. You can't have one without a person. You need a, a mind. So wizards are magic. Magic is the wizard too. Yeah. Roll. Okay. <laughs> 2d6 plus uh, intelligence plus your plus two from talking to Ving. 10. Okay. Something interesting and useful. So I've all but told you guys kind of what a wizard is, right? Well, kind of? tell us again, yeah. but in very clear terms, okay. as if we're stupid people. <laughs> we are three years old. Yeah. Uh, so basically what it is, is the material plane is a confluence of the spheres. Like I've tried to explain uh, this via like, if you had all of the stuff that made bread falling into a sieve, eventually underneath the sieve would be bread dough. That's a worse way to explain it, I think. <laughs> I know. I was trying to find a way to describe it in like real terms. But it's the material plane, the place that we it's live. It's a tide pool. Okay. The material plane is a tide pool. The no, go are. back to the bread. <laughs> <laughs> back to the bread. But if you think about like the ocean as like the, uh, the, the outer dark, uh-huh. it washes in and it leaves water in the pool. And yeah. eventually, like, if you think about like crabs and shit as the spirit realm they come in here and eventually it's like its own thing but it is a confluence of many other things the The, bread the bread (laughs) let's go back to the bread again okay back to the bread but okay so the realms are being they were being kept separate by a field that was created by the presence of wizards in the material plane in the material plane they are in the material for whatever reason that i can't just give you that information because i don't really it's like why do fucking stars act the way they do you know what i mean it's It's like uh, magic is like the keystone in the bridge of the universe like you know how like Mm -hmm. you have the middle stone that keeps everything else up Mm -hmm. so like all the other planes like pushing in on each other they like form this central like mush like dough mm-hmm. that <laughs> <laughs> just, uh-huh. just nodded like uh-huh, uh-huh. i'm really stupid <laughs> so it's like one of this like the spirit world is flour and then over here you've got yeast and that's the fairy realm and then over here you've got uh water, water and then that's the spiritual realm and then all of those things like like congeal together and then they make the dough of bread that is the material realm then that starts to rise and it pushes all the realms apart from one another and the act of rising is the magic Hmm. (gasps) magic Mm -hmm. is the meniscus if you're missing one of them then it doesn't turn out properly yeah Mm -hmm. exactly and if you're missing magic then they all kind of like collapse collapse Mm -hmm. like a bridge like a keystone uh, like the keystone of a bridge the bread bread was working yeah yeah. (laughs) But like I do imagine like yeah. the keystone of a bridge. Like yeah. once you take that out, everything starts to collapse t- towards one another. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, before the collapse, there's tension. So that would be like wars and stuff. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. It's like a tectonic plate. Mm-hmm. It's like very unstable. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, what- so when they start ma- falling on each other, they just fall into each other and yeah. throughout. Mm-hmm. 
And that is probably what's happening in the principalities and will probably start happening in other places eventually. Mm -hmm. But the storm might be pushing it along in the principalities. And this kind of makes sense because the principalities always felt like it was closer to the spiritual realm because that's mostly where druids are. And Mm -hmm. like McCall feels like it's closer to the iconic realm because that's where giants used to live. Mm -hmm. So it is attached to individuals. The magic is attached to people too. Yeah. The spirit is attached to the druids. Like it can't be a little bit of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So does that make sense? (laughs) Yeah, totally. And in in that way, the idea of the wizard, and this is not necessarily a satisfying answer, was an accident. Like wizards are just the physical embodiment of that force and they're able to work it the way they want to work it. It's an emergent property. It's it's like consciousness in the brain. Exactly. It's just kind of a like, it's a necessity of existence, but they just also happen to be sentient beings. Well, yeah, that much like power, Mm -hmm. it it kind of congeals into an alive thing. Yeah, exactly. I I always thought about them as crystals. Like it's crystal they they crystallize within magic and that's what the wizard is. Mm -hmm. And in this in this in the material plane, in this timeline, in this cycle, like if this kind of stuff happens other places at other times, you know, if this is the only material realm, there was something that eventually tipped the individuals where it just the tension became too much and people tipped that first domino and it became this huge unraveling thing. So what is the useful, actionable information there? Maggie's not stupid. So what if we just tell her this? What if we're just like, look, we talked about it and this is what we think it is. Like, this is what magic is. This is how it works. Mm -hmm. She can be part of this conversation too. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, it's the kind of, it's like, that Canadian history thing where some politicians at a hotel were having a midnight snack and started talking about an issue and then they started waking up other politicians and they all met in the kitchen. Totally. Yeah. yeah it's like you, Ving and Tuck are talking about this and they're like, we should fucking get Maggie. We should yeah. get her out here. And then Billy comes out and Greg is like, I have nothing to contribute, <laughs> <laughs> but I want to see your dragon. Yeah. It's so cute. <laughs> are they all this cute? <laughs> Yes. Uh, are they? <laughs> yes. You've seen more than one dragon. <laughs> Ving shows him the mother of pearl scale. <gasps> turns out Greg has been obsessed with dragons Aww. since he was a little kid. <laughs> he lifts up his shirt and then turns around and there's like a back plate of like the biggest tattoo of a dragon <laughs> you've ever seen. It's like the airbrushing on the side of a van <laughs> from the yeah, 80s. Totally. Uh, and yeah, so you tell Maggie all this and she's involved in this conversation as well. And it's like, ah, well... I don't know about y'all, but uh, it kind of sounds like the answer is there is no solution and that we are doomed. What if we what if we got the wizards back? Like, what if we got the wizard? How? We're not going to get all the wizards back. That's impossible. We're just saying some of the wizardry. Yeah. And we know that not all of them were on board with the fucking exodus. And we know there's two around that are trying to bring magic back. Hmm. Okay. I have some information. You remember the box, of course, the box that I gave you that you all decided to destroy secretly. Hundred percent. Kind of over it. Not really. That is not the only box. Oh fuck! How many do you have? 
Last I heard, the menders were that I'm aware of, the cells I'm aware of, are in possession of two additional boxes. And that's where we're going to end it for this week. I'm your game master, Sean O'Hara. Joining me as always, playing Tacoma Dome, the Barbarian, Abdul Aziz. So long. Playing Ving, the half-elf druid, Paul Oppers. Take care. And playing Vat Billy, the halfling thief, Jessica Tai. Bye, everyone. Thank you, as always, to Aaron Reed for the intro and outro music that we listen to every time we record. It's just amazing. Uh, and thank you to our Patreon supporters around the world. We love and adore you. If you would like to Patreon support us, uh, you can find us at patreon.com slash spoutlore where there is hours upon hours of additional bonus content, including our Blades in the Dark slash World of Blade game, Speltmore Mall Brats. There is a monthly streams. There is postcards and the Speltlore Almanac and an absolute ton of shit. So check that out. And if you want to find us online, we're at Speltlore most places. See you next time. And so ends the tale of Adventures 3 Who tried the best they can Dumb and scared and lost they be For times abreast in revelry And though our journey may be like a conclusion We will not leave you without a resolution Return next week to hear some more Whilst you commute or do your chores and free